Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 41 of The Yacking Show. This is where we talk about life, business, and more, and we bring you tips and ideas for the changing world we find ourselves in today. As always, we have interesting guests for you. Today is no exception, but first, let me welcome my co-host in Kitchener, Kathleen. Welcome, Kathleen, and uh, let's get another episode going. Hello, Peter. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We so appreciate you. And as always, we always appreciate your comments. So please keep them coming. And if ever anyone out there is interested in an interview with us, please don't hesitate to reach out and we can have you as our guest on our show. And uh, as Peter said, we always have special guests and today is no exception. Uh, welcome, Lexi McClensick. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Lexi. Why don't you tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about your background, what your current role is, and how you got started in radio? Of course. So, hi, everybody. I'm Lexi, uh, and I work over at Rogers Sports and Media as an account manager there. Uh, so essentially what I do is I create custom campaigns, whether it be radio, digital, or sometimes TV, uh, to create perfect packages for my clients, uh, to get them out in the community and make them shown, make them seen, and show them all the amazing things that they do. Uh, how I got into it, uh, well, I, I'm pretty new, so I've only been going at Rogers for about a year and a couple months now. Uh, but when I really started looking at radio or looking at media as an industry that I thought would be interesting to be in, I would have been in high school. So all through my younger years, uh, I actually was a competitive dancer and a competitive swimmer. But one year, my dance teacher <laughs> made the mistake of having me do all the video for one of our dance recitals. And I say mistake because, oh, my God, did she ever air some of that footage? I was like, how dare you? I thought this was going to be a just for your eyes only thing. But no, of course, everyone's closest friends and families got to see me saying, hey, check out all of these cool things. I looked ridiculous in it. But besides the point, uh, putting that video together was quite fun. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this would be something really cool to get into. Uh, so originally, not sales, but doing something more on screen, uh, interview-wise, was more up my alley, or so I thought, at least. Um, and then after that, uh, my stepmom was actually working for Chorus at the time, and she invited me to come out with her on a couple different calls and get me introduced to a couple different people in the industry, uh, which actually led to me doing a co-op placement with Chorus in Kitchener mm -hmm. at the time as well. Which, when you're a grade 11 student, and then you're hearing people on the radio, and then you actually see them, you're like, oh my god, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, I didn't know this was a job opportunity, and I could do it. Uh, and then it ended up with, I saw there was a program at Western, which was a dual degree diploma program, uh, not only with Western, but also with Fanshawe, and it worked because I could swim at Western during my four years. I could coach. There was a swim club there that I could interact with. So I was still with kids in that way as well, but also able to get that theory and practical experience. And then I, this is a very long-winded answer, so I apologize. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, uh, in my fourth year, we had to specialize in what parts of a radio station we'd like to work in um, through our Fanshawe side of the program. Don't look the program up. It no longer exists. I was actually the second last year involved with it. Uh, but I ended up doing sales and then talk radio and just fell in love with the interactions that I could do within sales and create those, uh, not only those custom pro portfolios or programs for clients, but also those face-to-face -face 
interactions, which have now turned into web face-to-face -face, uh, interactions as well. So, so here so, you go. <laughs> so what made you want to work um, at Rogers Sports and Media? Well, it all came down to it. Looking at all the different media companies, looking at Rogers, uh, values and what they really put a premise on what was super important to them it just really resonated with me uh, and then when I actually got to meet my current manager Mike Collins he's just a dream to work with uh, not only is he professional but he also is there as a mentor um, and then within working with Mike uh, he's also gotten me in contact with several different programs so women in communications and television, I've worked with them and I'm one of the mentees, not quite a mentor, maybe not yet, uh, but they have then since reached out and I can talk and uh, learn from all these great individuals. And Rogers also has TV and digital and radio and there's many different avenues that I saw as promising being, being so new in my career, right? So uh, there are lots of opportunities for growth and change and learning. <laughs> well, <laughs> very, very good. It's always great to hear someone that got interested in a career in their teens, as you did, or even younger, and then get exposed to it and then develop that into a career. That's, that's really good to hear that. So, <clears throat> Lexi, a lot of people have misconceptions about people who work in the media, and especially in radio and TV. So what, what are the, some of those common myths that you'd like to debunk right up front here? And, <laughs> So well, don't I don't worry think about. I don't think it's helping that I have like the tele telecommunications <laughs> headset on either, so I look kind of like that sleazy salesperson over the phone. Uh, <laughs> but some common myths are: it doesn't work, or you're trying to sell me something that's not true or that's not going to perform. Um, and my philosophy about it is: I'm here to help, not hinder people. Um, and that's at the end of the day, that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to create these custom ideas and these custom packages for these people because no two businesses are the same, sure. right? You should know, you've been talking to about 41, or I'm 41, so 40 different uh, businesses <laughs> over your podcast and uh, you'll learn that every single one is different. So the biggest myth is that we're out here to steal your money. We're not, we're not. Though many salespeople work on commission, at the end of the day, we're here to help you. Um, we're here to make your dream come true because if it doesn't work, that's going to look bad on us. So why would I want to show you something that's not going to work? It just make sure. you upset. It'll make me upset. <laughs> I get very guilty if something doesn't go exactly correct. But I think that's the biggest thing that I'm looking to share is we're here for you. We're here for the client. We're here for the business. Good. What Good. makes um, Rogers Sports and Media different from other media companies? Yeah, so uh, not only do they handle a variety of different media channels, so the TV, digital, uh, and radio, but it's also the community that is within Roger Sports and Media. We've been very lucky, especially during this whole COVID pandemic world, to work with a company who is so loving and so understanding uh, to any issues that we may have. So not only do they bring um, different products to us to make sure mental health is going well, but when everything came out with the Black Lives Matter movement or when the height of the movement was really going on um, in April or in, during the summer, um, they made sure that we were well informed. Uh, we actually had a Caravana uh, entire show, or not show, but meeting dedicated uh, to celebrating Black culture, people of culture here at Rogers, which I think is highly important too. Um, 
as well as the product set is crazy. So it's really interesting to see the different products between radio stations because we do talk. We talk between all the different media outlets, right? But Rogers technology I find is just so cool. So even with something such as geofencing, which is super, super cool. I said cool, so <laughs> several <laughs> times here. Uh, I can't think of a better adjective. Um, but with that, we can actually utilize cell towers to then get the most accurate data for people's location services. So if you want to geofence, uh, like let's say another restaurant, so you're getting those people who are actively going out, especially in the times like we are in right now, where not everyone is leaving their homes, you're able to get that consumer or get that customer who is already willing to go out to these areas. You're gonna get the most accurate data because we can leverage these cell towers versus someone else using the location services of your weather app per se. Because mm -hmm. um, I know my weather app isn't totally accurate. Like today, I had it set to, it was still in Montreal when I was visiting family uh, a couple weeks ago. It was still in Montreal, I'm like, oh my God, I don't think this is the correct weather for here. It does not look quite as sunny. So not only is the culture amazing, but it's also the products are really amazing as well. Mm, interesting. So what sort of companies do you work with, Lexi? Any size company? Yeah, so it goes from the smallest of small to the largest of large. We kind of fit them all in. As that, I was trying to do a Dr. Seuss rhyme, but it really didn't work out there. <laughs> uh, but big or small, we help them all. Uh, oh, so it goes go. from, yeah, there we go. I was like, I knew it was somewhere in there. <laughs> So it's anywhere from uh, startups to restaurants to skincare groups to you name it. We probably help at dentists. So we're here to create these ideas for people to help show them. And since we are Rogers, the other benefit is it's across Canada. So through our digital, we're also able to have that first party data. So within that adult group of 25 to 54, we do rank second, reaching 98% of the population within that wow. audience group. So second to Google, which is also, I'm going to say it again, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> That's quite amazing. Yeah, that, yeah that is. is good. That is good. So I've, I've got another question for you in a moment, but while I've, while I've got your attention, I read a newsletter. I've been reading, I guess, for 10 years, a, a newsletter by a guy called Roy Williams, and it's called the Monday Morning Memo. And he's a he's quite a, a different, um, but but I think very well organized advertising man out of Texas, and he runs a advertising and marketing university private down there. It's quite weird, but anyway, he's he's a huge crusader for radio advertising, and a lot of his clients have spent lots of money on TV, print, <clears throat> social media, and they've come back to radio. And his he says one of the big secrets on radio is continuity. And some of his clients have been running ads on the same stations for six years. And they say it takes a year before they see results. But once the results come in, they don't want to stop advertising because they just keep <laughs> on and on and on. So what's, the, what's your advice when you're building packages for or campaigns for some of your clients? What's your advice in that respect? Just as your friend says, it's that continuity mm -hmm. for sure. I normally suggest you want to do it for at least three months so we can even watch and optimize as we go or putting in maybe special deals within the tagline for them to track. Because let's be real, at the end of the day, radio is hard to track, especially if you're not seeing those results right. that you so desire, right? In this digital, I call it like goldfish age because it takes so long to capture somebody's attention nowadays. 
Um, so I have to agree with him. It's that continuity. But the real beauty of radio is you as a listener are able to consume and think whatever that commercial is. So my favorite example and what one of my professors said when I was still at school was, let's say it's a dog food brand. I'm going to go to dogs or maybe even cats, because if you're hearing in the background, my cat keeps meowing at me <laughs> for not paying enough attention to her. So sorry to the people at home. All right. We have the same but problem. All, all three of us have the same problem. <laughs> It's a good problem to have. My coworkers <laughs> yeah. are quite cute right now working from home. They were cute before. In case any of them are watching, they are adorable. But <laughs> back, back to the story, um, when you're describing like your perfect pet or your perfect dog, my interpretation of a perfect pet is going to be different from either of yours because I'm picturing my one from back home from when I was a little kid. So my beagle Snoopy, who's now <laughs> blind, deaf, <laughs> no still works like a charm beagle. Whereas another listener might be thinking of their Yorkie or their pet lab. So it's that ability to create and make that bond with the listener because then they're like, oh yeah, I can relate to this. Where with TV or print, there's a picture or a video. If you're not able to create that envision in your mind, there's already a, a mastiff or something like that in the video. Whereas I'm like, no, I want to see my dog. I want to see the one that I grew up with. So it's that ability to create um, those connections that radio has, um, as well as that continuity. Yeah. And then that's just, yeah. and then boom, bam, you're set to go for life. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. Over to you, Kathleen. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way, Lexi? Honestly, it's the people that I've gotten involved with mm -hmm. uh, and my clients because you get to hear their stories and what they're doing. And then you relate that into your own life. Um, I'm a big believer in mentorship, though I love reading and I, I love watching and consuming. Nothing's better than having that face-to-face -face conversation with somebody who's an expert in their field. So I'm quite envious that you guys get to do this as your podcast, as you're talking to all these great people um, all the time, which is amazing. Uh, so a lot for of fun me, doing this too, by the way, I believe it. I mean, you can work with people like me, and I think I'm pretty fun. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's meeting those people. So a huge thank you to my mentors, uh, my manager, and the people within Rogers. They've been really great to get us set up, especially being my first year, my first position, um, coming right out of school. They've really done a good job of getting me set up and letting me have those conversations with those people in different places in the business. Um, so the best thing to do is just talking and getting that mentor-like feeling with somebody for me. So what, what advice would you give to somebody who's perhaps wanting to embark on a career similar to yours? Oh my God, get your LinkedIn going. <laughs> I yep. would say it's sure. the best place. Um, uh, and everyone has that like mind of creating that network. I know for me, it was a huge milestone when I reached over 500 plus connections. I've, and I know it sounds a little silly, but it, it's, it makes you feel something because it's that type of social media, which is so important nowadays, as we've learned with uh, Google and Instagram and the emergence of all that advertising within. LinkedIn is that professional Facebook uh, to make those connections with those people who are those businesses. 
um, to get a mentor within that site itself is huge. Um, so starting those connections, and that's how even I got my job today. I reached out to my, my now manager on LinkedIn saying, hey, I saw this job posting. I'd love to talk to you about it. And then he ended up reaching out to me a couple of weeks later. I'm like, oh my gosh, so exciting. <laughs> this is back when I had, my LinkedIn wasn't anything what it is today. And, I, and I'm still working on it uh, to grow it and to look for articles. But it's this area of like-minded individuals who are there to grow and inspire and you can follow people. So my biggest suggestion would be to get on LinkedIn, start making those connections, reach out to people. The worst they can say is nothing. Right. <laughs> the worst they can say is X out of your conversation. So it builds a little bit of thick skin too, which is always nice nowadays because uh, it's hard out there. But um, that's my biggest piece of advice is get yourself out there get on your LinkedIn and start connecting. So do you have a specific strategy with respect to LinkedIn? Um, is there, are there campaigns that you run through LinkedIn? Or just that when, once you make a connection with someone new, you send them like a private message. How does that work for you? Yeah, I mean, it's different every day. Originally, what I was doing was going on and looking at all of my friends' LinkedIn profiles. So ones that I saw maybe utilizing the platform in a certain way. So going and looking at them. And they kept saying, why are you on my LinkedIn all the time? Because the website tells you every time someone views their profile. Uh, but I'd go and look at their connections, see who I know or who I might be able to connect with in that. And just connect, 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 and send out all of those invitations. It also linked up with my address book as well. So I'd go through every day and see who else can I add? Who else can I connect with? And if it's someone that I don't know, and I've had this with people with me as well, will go to link me, I guess is the term, uh, and say, hey, I'd like to reach out. Um, thanks so much for the connection. I hope you're having a great quarantine. That's the recent one. <laughs> is I hope you have are fun staying at home constantly uh, and then go from there but I utilized all my friends I don't want to say I used them I'm sure I, I I've done the same for them as well so uh, that would be my suggestion on how to get started excellent thank you I, I got one for you which has just come up while I thought of it while you were talking there that we we've known for some time that um, people's consumption of media has has been changing so we've seen and i take my, for my personal uh, habit i i got rid of satellite tv and it wasn't rogers there's nothing it wasn't your company it's I just, okay <laughs> I, I i'll just, forgive you peter <laughs> i i i happen to be on a different uh, i live on a farm and some some providers don't cover the, all the farming areas anyway <laughs> i i was spending a lot of money on satellite tv and um I got to the stage where I, I couldn't justify the expense and I wasn't using it. And then Netflix came along. So I don't watch satellite or broadcast TV. I watch, uh, and I don't watch much, but I watch a little bit on Netflix and another one, another paid subscription, which is even cheaper. And I, I know this is quite widespread. And then I think about radio consumption. A lot of people are not commuting because of the lockdown. So for three or four months, um, I, I guess hundreds of thousands of people that would normally have been in their cars weren't in their cars. <laughs> so how is this affecting the mix that you use now when you're looking at a campaign for a customer? Yeah. Okay. Great question. So we've actually seen with radio and the people in cars, it is different, especially in terms of people using Bluetooth devices or Apple CarPlay in their cars as well. And this is always a concern. But the big thing with radio, 
is our talent. So our broadcasters, our morning newscast, um, that just, you don't get that face-to-face -face conversation or ear-to-ear -ear conversation, I guess, uh, through Apple CarPlay. So it's sure. creating a TV show within someone's car. Oh, with everything going on with the pandemic and people not being in their cars as much, not doing those commutes, we've actually found a huge surge in Alexa and Google Homes. So people ah, consuming digital audio not, also through, not. yeah, no, and also through our radio apps as well. So people might not be listening to traditional radio through the radio box or sure. the cassette or whatever it may be, but they're listening to that digital audio as well. So as Rogers, we've tried to then take a step up. So we now have a new product called Advanced Audio, where we actually can target consumers through their digital audio box or through their app or through, can I talk today? <laughs> or, through, or through their app um, and then target them that way. So we actually have a bunch of different audience sets as well. So kind of battling that, that issue that we might be having with traditional, uh, as you uh, said, with Netflix um, uh, taking over for TV. Although I might be one of the sole people left. I love cable. I don't know what I would do without it. <laughs> Like I need the TLC. Uh, oh my God. I could tell you everything going on with 90 day fiance. Um, <laughs> but that's how we're battling. So we're adapting. Right. And that's again, why I love this company so much is we're able to do those adaptations and then create something awesome for a consumer. So in terms of traditional radio advertising, it's also who are you trying to target? Sure. Sure. Right. And that also depends on what radio station you're going to go on. Like, I'm very lucky. I work for three really great radio stations. So 570, Chime 96.7 and Country 106.7. So all very well-known stations mm -hmm. within this region, or at least my opinion. Uh, also in the ratings opinions, and we do do our, our, our ratings periods. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have that standpoint. But the listenership is going to be different than the person who might be subscribing to digital audio or somebody who um, is wanting to do like a social media campaign. It's very, very different audience groups uh, than right. those on Instagram, Facebook, and also those who are listening to traditional radio and listening for our announcers as well. Mm. I just thought of another change that's come about that um, I, I have farming roots and I, I am involved with quite a few farmers uh, in this area. And what I've noticed is as the farms have got bigger, the tractors have got bigger, they've got better soundproofed, more comfortable and really good radio systems in them. So you have a huge captive audience of farmers and guys working on farms who are sitting in a tractor sometimes 12, 14 hours a day listening to the radio. So. <laughs> we do love farmers. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess if any, any company that's supplying farmers would love using radio. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great stuff. for them, right? Yeah, it would Please. be. It would be. It's back all that listenership. Yeah. Back to you, Kathleen. So, so Lexi, what would you consider is biggest failure and what did you learn from that? Well, I think that's a good question. And honestly, I think failure can be seen as a good thing. Sure. Um, during my first couple months working, you're going to mess up. So some things it might be, I showed somebody something that we don't have, or I explained it in a way that was not correct, but I'm still learning. But I think that's what's so great about working here and working in an environment where people just want to help you and not hinder you. We fixed it within minutes. Uh, so having a really great team uh, is a huge benefactor for me, at least, uh, being somebody so new. 
uh, but also getting to work with businesses who are, are understanding and who have taken the chance on me. And we've since fixed whatever small blip I might have made, and we've made it even better, and they're still here, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but mistakes happen uh, <laughs> is all I can really say, but I'm more than proud of what I've been able to accomplish in the past year, but also more than happy what, than, uh, what I've been able to accomplish for those I get to work with every day. Super, super. So that, that I've got to ask you then, what would you have liked to have known early on before you started your career? What would have a little <laughs> bit of knowledge that might have made it a lot easier for you? I think people told me this several times, but I just refuse to believe it. But uh, <laughs> saying no doesn't mean somebody hates you. Um, I I tend to internalize quite a bit, which is, and I didn't really have thick skin even just a year ago. Somebody said no, I'm like, oh my gosh, and I overthink and I stress. Uh, then the gray hair start. I'm like, I'm still in my 20s. What is this? <laughs> uh, and then I got really into box dye, but we won't get into that issue. Um, and then I, yeah. Anyway, um, I wish I would have taught myself that it's okay for somebody to not agree with me or to challenge me. Because at the beginning, I thought, oh my god, this is the worst possible way this conversation could have gone. But now looking back on those conversations or maybe those small blips that we talked about, um, I've learned that it's going to be okay and people are going to be here to help me. I'm going to mess up and people are going to say no or aren't going to want to talk to me. The amount of times I've been hung up on the phone, uh, too many to count, um, way past my fingers and my toes. But it's at the end of the day, it's okay. And it's nothing personal, uh, which was a hard, hard tale to learn. But I'm very thankful for those who picked up the pieces <laughs> as we went. But it, it's since been wonderful uh, making those learnings. And then also uh, the journey of them believing in myself and believing in what I do has also been quite lovely. Good, well, good. You know, I, I commend your fortitude and your persistence because... Okay. I think that's that's the key isn't it Lexi I mean yes you get told no and you get the you know the hang-ups and it's, <laughs> it's it's bruising really to your self-esteem but at the end of the day it's how you handle that rejection and that you just get back on the horse so to speak and you could just keep going so good for you for doing that yeah that that is really good it takes most people another 20 years beyond where you are to learn that lesson <laughs> True. It does. still Some, learning i'm not there yet but um, I'm still learning <laughs> well just to be that philosophical about it and have that um recognition of it is is really good going so we, again i'll i'll very add to what Kathleen said. Congratulations on that. We we are getting towards the end of our time. So, uh, Lexi, tell our, our viewers and listeners how they can get hold of you if they would like to discuss some advertising or campaign with you. How do they get yes. in touch with you? I feel like we talked a lot about LinkedIn today. So my LinkedIn is always open to messages. Please send me a note. Okay. Uh, send me a connect. I'm always there, but also I'm available by email. So my email through Rogers is Lexi, L-E-X-I dot M-E-K at R-C-I dot Rogers dot com. That was a lot of letters that I just sprouted out, um, but also shoot me a text, a call, literally virtually anyway okay. uh, my phone number is 226-808-LEXI yes my father did that for me when I was 13 and it will stay like that forever <laughs> <laughs> so any of which 
Okay. No, we will put all that on. So our, our viewers and listeners can pick that up and it'll be on the beginning and the end of this video and on our podcast. And with that, I'm going to go back to Kathleen to see if you want to ask Lexi anything else. Well, that's it from us, uh, Peter. And we thank you all for joining us. We so appreciate you, as I mentioned before. And of course, we always welcome your comments. And if you are interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to Peter or myself. And we'll look forward to hearing you. Thank you so much. Okay. <clears throat>